morning. Good morning, neighbors. It's a workable day in the neighborhood once again. Good morning, Sasha, with your heart eyes. Morning, morning. Hello. Waves to everyone. Good morning. Again, for our friends that watch this later in the day, good day to you, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it may be. I hope that it was a workable day for those of us right here live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Sasha, I'm glad you're in Boulder too. Good morning. How about some morning hugs? Mm, mm. You can see my glorious gigantic hands, not my most like feminine attribute. In pictures, they look like starfish coming over your shoulder. Like I do that, sling it over and it's like, oh my God, who brought a starfish? Look at that thing. But you know what? Good for yoga, good for basketball, good for hugs and excellent for high fives. While people are filing in, I'll tell you my theory on high fives. High fives are so great. Obviously right now you want to be in a protected high five situation. Um, but I love high fives and hugs. They're things that we do with our arms and hands and our hearts. How is a high five from your heart? Well, yoga has something for us. Your heart chakra, anahata chakra, also includes your arms and hands. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Now, I'm not a big fan of shaking hands, but I am a germaphobe. But man, do I love a quick high five, fist bump, high 10, and especially hugs. I'd rather go straight to hugs with a total stranger than shake their hand. My starfish just love it. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. I have something to share. Take a look. I have my Eddie Vedder. This is Eddie Vedder's guitar. I've worn this one before, but I don't think I said anything about it when I wore it. This is a very rock and roll hoodie. This is a, would be a grunge hoodie. This is Eddie Vedder's guitar. This one was a gift from a friend of mine, Brian. But I also have another gift underneath. Should I do like a reveal? Oh my God, what is it? What is it? What is it? Okay, so remember the other day when I got the Mr. Rogers hoodie, the red one, from my friend Monica, who lives in Pittsburgh, which is where Mr. Rogers is from? I told you that day that it wasn't the only thing in the package, that there were more things in the package, and I was gonna slowly reveal them. This is another thing that was in the package. I'm being so annoying right now, but this is what we do when we're quarantined. It says, it's backwards, but it's because I'm using the selfie cam. It says, tough times didn't break us, they made us, right? That's what I'm talking about, neighbors. Tough times didn't break us, they made us, yes. Right here on the stoop, you heard it first. You're a part of it. Tough times didn't break us, they made us. Yes, indeed. 
So this is my new favorite t-shirt. Tough times didn't break us, they made us. And I might just have to wear this forever, every day, and ask Jeff to wash it every single day. Tough times didn't break us, they made us. So thank you again, Monica, for my fantastic care package. And there was, there's even something else in the care package that I'm gonna reveal in a future stoop sit. But this was today, I'm gonna leave it open. I hope you don't mind. I hope Eddie Vedder doesn't mind. I have a feeling he'd be okay with that. So, shall we sing? Let's sing. I didn't give enough hugs. First hugs. Mm, mm, everybody air hug, because I swear I can feel it. Get a big starfish hug. Can feel my big starfish on your back. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. Someday I might look back at these and wonder what I was on. I'm on quarantine, that's what I'm on. But anyway, it's so good to see you again. Hello everyone, joining in. We're in the hugging part of our stoop sit. I might be going a little stoop crazy right now, but that is all right. I'm owning it. Okay, so now we're singing, ready? <clears throat> it's a workable day in the neighborhood. A workable day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Everybody, let's do the wave. Woo! Woo! Do you think anyone else is doing the wave in quarantine? We are. Thank you, neighbors. Thank you, neighbors. So, morning, morning, morning. I see your love hearts and your laughy faces. Yes. I might be going a little crazy, but I'm, I'm going with it. Hi, Anne, you came just in time, I'm going crazy. Um, so, check this out. Today's gonna be a little bit more story time. So remember yesterday, those of you that were here, and if you weren't here, the great news is you can always go back and see it if you want, but yesterday was a day of reflection. The starfish are back, reflecting to you that you've already achieved what you may have once thought was impossible. Anyone that was here yesterday remember that? Yes, yes we have. Well, I have some news for you. Remember I gave you that little an analogy where I said I started running a few months ago and I don't identify as a runner and running's hard and very jiggly and not my favorite thing. I love ambulating, but not so fast and jiggly. But I've been getting into it since December. And, and I was giving it as an example of like, take it day by day, moment by moment, the way I run and take it segment by segment. I have heard from multiple of you that yesterday or today, you went on a run for the first time, who knows, ever or in a really long time. So that was not an intended side effect. It was more like an analogy for you to take it day by day but I'm excited because running is, is hard. And on top of the already hard, some of you embraced more hard, more edges. And I, that's very promising. That says something about your spirit. That says tough times didn't break you, they made you. So right on, high fives, high starfish, high starfish to you. So that was a side effect. Oh, and Genevieve, you survived the lacrosse run with her dog, Boomer. That's amazing. Yeah, Lisa, ugh, running. I wish I could get into it. Girl, okay? Believe me. 
I was just like, not only did I not want to run, I had disdain for people that did, thinking like, ugh, they just don't know. They're obsessed. But they're, they're, I don't have any proof of this, but there is something. You know, think about that. one of the big differences between humans and animals is that we're standing upright and we do stuff like run, you know, uh, upright. And so I think there's something special about being able to ambulate at varying speeds in an upright position. I got nothing to back it up with, but I'm just saying, yeah, Nicole, that was my line too. It's not impossible. You can teach very old dogs new tricks. Okay, but here's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to share that, that we had some neighbors break out in speedy ambulation yesterday, AKA running, and they did it segment by segment. What's beautiful is you just do it. You're calling on the resources in the pres of the present moment and you just look at it moment by moment, moment by moment. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, Laura, it's not exclusive of cycling. It's in addition, I'm cycling too. Anyway, back to it. So I talked about what was impossible yesterday. Do you remember? That you've already done what was impossible. Well, it was no coincidence that I was talking about doing the impossible on a day, a day in India, okay? A day in India, so April 8th in India, which was the seventh for us here in the United States, assuming that's where you are. Uh, in India yesterday, they celebrated Hanuman Jayanti. Hanuman Jayanti is one of the many annual celebrations of the various Hindu deities. And this is Hanuman's day. And I thought for a little story time, we could talk about Hanuman and why that was no coincidence that we were talking about doing the impossible on Hanuman Jayanti. And uh, interesting, I, I find it interesting that he is a rather perfect uh, role model for what we're going through right now. Because, first of all, let me back up. Hanuman is one of the starring characters in one of the great Hindu epics called the Ramayana. The other great Hindu epic is the Mahabharata. The Ramayana is named after Ram, Ram or Rama. Ram is an avatar of the Hindu deity Vishnu. So he's one of the forms of Vishnu. And this is the whole mythology around Ram, his brother Lakshman, his uh, consort Sita, or kind of wife, Sita, his queen Sita, so Raman Sita and then his brother Lakshman. And so here's what happens. I'm giving you the short Gina Caputo version and I highly recommend you go to the real version to get the full download. But this is the short on the stoop version. So in the Ramayana, this evil king, he's sort of like the king of the demons. That's what I was grasping for. Uh, Ravana, right? He kidnaps Sita. He takes off to parts unknown. He kidnaps Sita and understandably, Ram is tripping. He's upset and he wants to know where he is. He needs to find her. So he's the king and a god. And so he calls on all of the most capable people uh, to find him. And uh, amongst the most capable people includes Hanuman. 
Hanuman is, um, he's often thought of as a soldier. He lives in the forest. Uh, and Hanuman is a monkey, although many depictions of him look awfully human um, with a monkey face, but he is a monkey. So he goes with a crew uh, and that includes a bear. Oh, what's the bear's name? Anyway, he's got a great name, Jamba Babata. I, oh, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, sorry about that, but I uh, just remembered I re Jamba Dan or something like that, but I love the bear's name. Anyway, he goes out with a crew and they get down to southern India and they've looked everywhere and they can't find her. But across the channel, across the water, is the island called Lanka that now we call Sri Lanka. And this whole crew is like, well, dang, we want to be able to search over there because that seems like a good place if you're going to kidnap somebody to take her and hide her. So this is where the impossible comes in, y'all. So they look amongst themselves like, hey, you know, all right, so who's going over to Lanka, over to Sri Lanka? Who's going? And none of them feel that they can do it because they have to cross this enormous body of water um, and don't have, you know, a boat or whatever. Uh, and so the bear guy uh, remembers that Hanuman is, is capable of absolutely superhuman things. And when I say superhuman, I mean also super monkey things. He can do the impossible and reminds Hanuman of this. So Hanuman connects with his strength, connects with his devotion to Ram and Sita, and does the impossible. Also connects with his bravery, because if you don't make it, you're going down, right? Connects with his devotion, his sense of self, his bravery, connects with his love for Raman Sita, that whom he is most devoted to. And he does the impossible, which is takes this big running leap from India over to Sri Lanka. And that leap is so big, my fingers won't spread wide enough. He's in the splits as he leaps. One big leap, he's in the splits. And this is why we call the splits Hanumanasana. Hanumanasana. He makes the impossible leap over to Sri Lanka. Then when he's there, he does a whole bunch of other impossible things, but he determines, indeed, she is there. So he jumps back over to India. They head back up to Ram and they're like, Ram, we found her. She's over there and she is waiting for you to rescue her. So Ram and his brother Lakshman assemble their whole army and they go and have a war with Ravana and, um, are able to re rescue Sita. But meanwhile, brother Lakshman gets sick and he needs a special herb, right? And so who does Ram call on to go get said herb? Once again, Hanuman. Basically asks him to do the impossible, which is to go find some singular herb on Mount Kailash and bring it back. So Hanuman, because of how devoted, how consistently devoted he is, he says, yes, God of my understanding called Ram, I will go get it. So he goes up there only to find there's a million herbs all around 
and he doesn't know which one poor Lakshman needs so that he doesn't die. So what does he do? He, he does the impossible again. He makes himself as big as a mountain and he picks up the entire mountain and he's holding it like this. It's a very common depiction of Hanuman holding a mountain like this and leaps his way back and then they have the herb and Lakshman lives. Sita is rescued, Lakshman lives. Okay, one more part of the story. So then when all is said and done and everybody's all good again, Hanuman is, you know, given a gift, which he just chucks. This, I always picture this being, well, anyway, I, I won't go down that path. He's given a gift in a big ceremony and Hanuman just chucks it off to the side and everyone is just totally aghast that he would do something so rude when essentially the God of his understanding gives him a gift and he chucks it. And he says, I don't, I don't need any external gifts because Ram and Sita are in my heart. And everyone's like, what? I mean, that sounds like a lot of BS. Prove it. And so he rips open his heart and guess who is inside there? Little Ram, little Sita inside his heart. And that's another very common depiction of Hanuman. So as such, Hanuman is a deity. First of all, one thing I didn't say is there's a lot of origin stories for Hanuman, but his celestial father is thought to be Vayu, the god of the wind. And what is wind associated with, y'all? Change. Change. So I thought, oh, this is so interesting right now to think of the mythology of Hanuman. He is the son of the wind, which is change. Sounds familiar to anybody? And he is associated with devotion, consistent devotion, determination, bravery, courage, heroism, and doing the impossible. I'm just saying, I'm not telling anybody to worship anything, but that is an inspiring story that is an inspiring role model. And I think that in our own ways, we're all embodying those qualities. In our stoop sets, we've been talking about multiple times. I've talked about how consistency gives more than it asks for. What's another way to think about consistency? Devotion. We are consistent with that which we are truly devoted to. And the power of that devotion, that consistency is greater, must be greater than our regressive thinking patterns like around what's possible and what's not possible. Do you know what I mean? If Hanuman dilly-dallied and, and went into that kind of a ordinary consciousness, he never would have made that impossible leap. He never would have made the impossible leap so I think it's interesting that Hanuman Jayanti falls during this time in history. I think that's interesting. And that yesterday we were talking about how you've already done the impossible. So it's a great time to reflect on what's in your heart. 
right? If Ram and Sita are inside Hanuman's heart when he rips his chest open, what is inside your heart that you are devoted to? And in an interesting twist, Hanuman is a monkey, but I started thinking about devotion. And I don't know if animals can experience devotion. I don't know. Uh, now, some of you are like, well, dogs, absolutely. But I'm not sure that that devotion feels the same inside. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I'm a, I, I just started thinking about this this morning, okay? But I, I wonder if the kind of devotion to things like love and to each other and, and all of that, I wonder if that is an especially human quality. I know like elephants are devoted to each other. Animals can be devoted to us. But I'm talking about being devoted to, let's say, the propagation of certain qualities in the world. Devoted to um, being the change, you know, that we wish to see. Uh, being devoted to our own evolutionary journey, our spiritual journey. Those things I wonder if those are uniquely human. It's something to think about. I don't have the answer, um, but it, it could be an interesting place to put your mind uh, today. So that was the story I wanted to share, the story of Hanuman. And again, that's in the Ramayana, and you can find lots of translations of it. Uh, one that I particularly love is by a man named Eknath, E-K-N-A-T-H, Eswaran, E-A-S-W-A-R-A-N. Eknath Eswaran uh, is one of my favorite um, translations. So that's a story I wanted to share. And I wanted to share my new shirt with you. And uh, also that uh, some of you were out there doing what might have seemed impossible after our sit on the stoop yesterday. And that tells me that we can continue when we are consistent and devoted. So it could be a good time to reflect on what's in your heart, kind of like that commercial, what's in your wallet, but what's in your heart? What is it that you're devoted to? Because it's a gift to us humans that we can be devoted. It's hard sometimes though, you know? You take it day by day, but you stay devoted. All right, darlings, let's sit. Place your palms down on your thighs. Find a workable seat and enjoy that period of transition, that junction between your beautiful listening and engagement and now turning inward. Feel that junction between the two and feel free to make any movements in your body that support the transition from one energetic space into the other. When we first come onto the stoop, we connect with each other in a more external way. And now we stay on the stoop and connect with ourselves, turn our awareness inward. And we take the journey each day from skin to soul so that we support and recognize the entirety of our being, our wholeness. We look at where we may be over-identifying, where we may be forgetting some part of ourselves or stuffing it down unintentionally. So begin by becoming aware of your physical body. Notice the feeling of your clothing on your skin, where your body is connecting with that which is beneath you. 
the sensation of your palms turned down on your thighs. And then just any little sensations that maybe you woke up with, maybe you've generated over the last couple of days. Where does your body feel free? Where does it feel stuck? It's not about judging that. It's just observing so that you can take care and make intentional choices. Root downward through your seat, your legs, your feet. And then rise upward at the same time through the crown of your head, shoulders, bridge of your nose. Feel the roof of your mouth get lighter as it rises up. Feel the strength of your physical back. the toning of your abdomen, and note how that activation may support a sense of your energetic backbone, your sense of self. And become aware of your breath today. Is it slow and fluid? Sharp, short, strong? Are you holding your breath unintentionally? Is it easeful? Is it something in between? Maybe you can even notice, is it stronger through your left nostril or your right nostril? Become aware of your energy of the day. When we give ourselves permission to change, be different every day, you don't slide into your identity suit. You wake up and you check the winds of the day. What's changed? What's changed? How do I feel today? Let how I feel be fresh baked. In this moment, it's like, take it out of the oven, give a look. What's your energy? And then along those lines, go deeper. What about your thoughts? What have they been like, your emotions? Give yourself permission to be different from yesterday. The devotion is to awareness to noticing. You're not judging, editing, censoring. Just noticing the kind of love that you would offer another. If someone else felt different today, you might tell them it's okay. Offer yourself that same compassion, that same love. And go deeper still. Acknowledge 
that level of your consciousness from which you're able to observe your thoughts, which you're able to observe your emotions today, from which you're able to observe your energy, your vibe of the day, your physical body, the witness layer of your consciousness, where wisdom accumulates, where you understand impermanence, This is like your inner space holder. That level of your consciousness that is holding space for your emotional and thinking mind, for your energy, for your body. Go deeper into yourself, to the layer of your consciousness, always humming along in a state of bliss. Not some kind of bliss that comes from bypassing and sugarcoating, but a bliss that comes from being alive, from an awareness that the current of life is running through you today. That alone provides this bliss. Absolutely unaffected by external circumstances. Just life. Go deeper still towards Atman, your soul. The spark of the divine that lives in you, in this vehicle, this body. All the other layers allow this part of you to manifest in the world. Your soul at each layer of consciousness individually and then it's as if we pan out and look at them all together all within you all the time this is your wholeness this is how you can be a wise soul and scared and maybe your calves are sore and your breath is deep all these different things you can be all at once because they're all a part of you in every moment. We get hung up in overly identifying in one layer or another when really truth is you are all of them, all at once, always.
Each day that we sit and recognize this wholeness in ourselves, more and more we're able to recognize this wholeness in each other. When we say namaste to each other, we are recognizing not just your good intentions, positive thoughts, or good vibes, all of it, all the way down to the divinity within you. May this practice provide us with the ability to see each other from skin to soul, not just skin deep or personality deep, all the way. We gain that ability by observing it first within ourselves. If it's true for me, it's true for you, all of you. Place your hands together in front of your heart. This is a gesture of offering. So first, honor your own wholeness. And then we offer that same honor to each other on this stoop, on this virtual stoop. I see you. I see you. The wholeness in me sees the wholeness in you. And then let us offer the merits of doing this, of this coming together, of this connection to all beings, particularly those who feel least connected, disconnected from self and each other. May we generate the kind of compassion that changes the world. May we teach by our neighborly example. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace. Namaste. Thank you, thank you. Monica, I see you're here now. Check out my shirt. Thank you, thank you, thank you, neighbors. I hope that you enjoyed story time. It's a great, great epic. You got time to read it now, the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. Great stories that teach the wisdom of the sages. Those of you that might have enjoyed learning by story, like I don't know about you, but um, we had Aesop's fables in my house. And uh, it's a little bit like that. So Ramayana, Mahabharata. Ramayana is such a great story. Hanuman, such a great role model for these times. Keep doing the impossible. Well, dear ones, go have a workable day out there. It's Wednesday, hump day. Did y'all have tacos yesterday? I did. 
I made tacos. They were kind of kitchen sink tacos. I happened to have some really questionable tortillas still in the fridge, but you know what? It worked out. It worked out. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying those delicious morsels to chew on. All right, Laura had a burrito. I love it. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed that story. You never know. You just gotta wing it. This is like putting yourself out there. You feel inspired and you don't know. Will it be a benefit? Will it land? But I'm glad some of you enjoyed that story. I always enjoyed it. I thought it was so cool. Hanuman's, he, he's also someone, he, he's a deity that often gets associated with doing hard things like martial arts and yoga asana. He's very embraced, uh, oh, in wrestling. He's kind of like the, the big deity, the maha deity of wrestlers. Isn't that interesting? I think so. All right, y'all, have a workable day. You woke up and tear all, oh, Laura. Oh, let's give Laura a hug. Mm, mm, mm. Our little flutter girl. Mm, mm, mm. Big hug, sister, really, big one. Mm, mm. We're here for you. We're here for you. You got a whole stoop of neighbors, right? We love you, girl. All right, have a workable day. You've got this. You can do the impossible like Hanumanji. You can, you can. I believe in you. All right, I love you so much. I'll see you in the morning. Be good. And um, I think that's it. That's it, it's hump day. Take what you observed in our sit and be good to yourselves because you're not gonna be doing anybody any good if you can't be good to yourself first. Am I right? All right, I love you. Mm, 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 mm. The starfish love you, look at those. Woo!